Are you a high-performing real estate investor who's looking to further elevate your performance? If so, download our free guide, Raising the Bar, Five Steps to Elevate Your Habits by joining our insider network at elevatepod.com. This guide created by yours truly has the power to put your transformation on autopilot and exponentially change your trajectory. Go get your free copy now at elevatepod.com. If you're looking to take your business and life to a whole new level and you're committed to investing in yourself, you're invited to apply for one-to-one coaching with me, which you can learn more about at coachwithtyler.com or sign up for the life-changing Elevate High Performance Coaching Academy, where together with our tribe, you'll learn how to elevate your game, make more money, and have more freedom. Check out the free masterclass at elevatecoachingacademy.com. Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Katie Chester, how's it going? Part two. How are we doing? Good, good. Well, yeah. Super excited for this. Super excited to be here. Last time I was so nervous before. I can't say I'm not so nervous for this one, but I'm really excited for this one. So why are you not nervous this time? Um, because I've already done it. So last time I didn't know what to expect. Like I see you do it, but I didn't know what to expect. And yeah, so... So do you feel like a pro now or I don't feel like a feel? pro. No, no, definitely not. But I do feel like last time after we finished, I was like so energized and I was like, that was awesome. That was so fun, which is how I feel about everything in life. I'm always like, oh, I'm so nervous for that. I'm so nervous for that. And then I do it and then I'm like, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, it's a prime <laughs> example and a great reminder for many things, right? There's many things in our life that are in our life and business that we just put on this pedestal it's like mm-hmm. oh my gosh this is gonna be so hard it's gonna be so scary and then yeah. once you do it it's like oh you're like oh that wasn't so scary that wasn't so bad like last time when we were doing the podcast I even like thought during the middle of it I was like whoa this is going really good <laughs> <laughs> and it's not as hard or as intimidating as I thought and then I was like okay well that was fun but like when the recording comes out I'll probably not enjoy listening to that and it'll probably sound terrible and it didn't like I was really surprised like it sounded really good and uh, so I don't know I think it's just when you challenge yourself and put yourself out there to do something else you will probably be surprised that it goes better than you think. So. Is there any other examples in your life or in your work that is similar or you've seen it to be similar to where it's like, oh, once I did it, it's not so bad? Yeah, literally everything. Like, I feel like I feel like even for fun stuff for me, like and my mom has told me this, like since the beginning of time, she's like, you fear and worry about literally everything, good, bad, whatever. And then it always ends up working out like it always ends up being good. And so I feel like even if it's like at work and I'm learning like a new a new injection technique or whatever, I'm like, wow, that's like really intimidating. It's really nerve wracking. Like I'm not going to be perfect at it. And that's how I like kind of rationalize this all in my head. Like, well, I'm not going to be perfect. It's not going to be a hundred percent right or whatever. And then I'm like, well, okay. Then I just kind of freak out, but then you do it and you're like, okay, wow. Like I learned and that was pretty good. And now I know what to do, you know, going forward for the next time. And then it was the same thing. Like when I went um, from high school to college, when I left college, when I started a new job, every time I've started a new job, it's always like that. So, and I think it's even like that, you know, like when you start a new relationship too. Like, I feel like when we started, it was like really nerve wracking. You're like, well, 
maybe this is too good to be true. Maybe this isn't going to go how I want it to go. But then like if you just kind of relax into it and you're present and you, you know, put your all into it, then I think you're surprised. So yeah, or hopefully pleasantly surprised <laughs> about things. But I felt like that's how it tends to work out for me anyways. Well, I think it's it's also just a, you know, an eye opener to just kind of observe the way that your mind works. You know, the, mm-hmm. the mind will tell you that there's all these bumps in the road that you should anticipate and all these problems. And what if you do this, that, and the other? And what I've found is that if I can separate my voice from my belief, then it, it, it all gets so much easier. Like as an example, you know, on the podcast, you know, I always have, even, even me at this point, I've done so many of these, I've done, you know, almost 200 podcast episodes. I still have that like, oh man, I gotta, I better be on my A game, you know? And mm-hmm. if not, then this, 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 and this. And so, you know, you always have to check in, but there's so many other examples that you just described, which is beautiful. And what, what can we all do to separate our voice in that inner sort of doubt feeling from how we show up? And like, it almost comes down to action, right? For me, it's like always when you yes. take action, that's what gets rid of fear and doubt and worry. So we can just take one step and let the momentum carry us through. But what do you think about that? Yeah, no, 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 for sure. I mean, that's actually really funny that you said that because on my time hop yesterday, I had taken a picture of a quote that said something like, um, doing is better than thinking or the best way to get through fear is by starting or something along mm-hmm. those lines. And I screenshotted it again, even though it's somewhere in my phone, I guess. Um, because it's so true. Like you can sit there and just overthink and overthink and overanalyze, but if you're not going to do, you're not going to progress. So you have to, you know, do something, take a step forward and maybe it's not the right step, but then the court's correct and then move on. But you're never going to propel your life forward in any, you know, any part of your life forward if you're not taking action and doing something. Yeah. So. And it's, and it's never as bad as you think, no, right? It's Whenever not. you do something, even in real estate is such a prime example too, because you think a bigger deal is so much scarier and, you know, there's obviously you want to be thoughtful and you want to build your team and you want to be, you know, conservative and you want to be, you want to anticipate challenges and things like that. But once you go for it, you start to recognize, well, I can do this. I can really yeah. do this. And it just, it plays out in every area of life, even relationships, even just speaking to someone new, meeting someone, getting up on stage, um, yeah. preparing for a new business venture. Like there's all these like fear, just we encounter fear so much. And that's what I'm really passionate about. How can we as human beings overcome that? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I love what, um, I think it was Tim Ferriss that talked about fear setting. Mm-hmm. Was that him? Yeah. Um, that was really powerful. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. The fear setting? Yeah. So actually, um, at one of the moments when I was about to start the Chester companies, I remember I was like, you know, as we all do, right. You have a healthy dose of fear to start a business, right. Or Mm -hmm. to make a new leap. And I remember I was like, well, uh, I, I remember Tim Ferriss talked about this concept called fear setting and, you know, you always hear of goal setting, right. You always Mm -hmm. think of, well, I'm going to set a goal and I'm going to go towards my goal. But what he talked about is fear setting. And I highly recommend anybody who's listening to this podcast, go check out Tim Ferriss. I think it's a Ted talk. Yeah. Fear setting. And what he talks about is basically, I mean, he gives a story about how, you know, he wanted to commit suicide, which is like, what a wow factor in terms of 
man, that, that'll really get you to, to focus on what he's saying. Right. But, but also it was a true story. He wasn't just using that as a wow factor. It's, you know, it's obviously something that you look back in his past and you say, man, you know, you give him a lot of, um, I guess, compassion for how he felt, uh, at that stage in his life. And he wanted, he, he wanted to end his life and think about the amount of people that he has impacted. And so thank God that he did not end his life. Right. And anybody, by the way, anybody who's listening, who has those thoughts, just know you're not alone. And, you know, and please reach out, reach out yeah. to someone. Yeah. And it's, you're not broken or anything like that. If you're f- having those thoughts, many people do have those thoughts, but you don't have to succumb to them, right? Just mm-hmm. because you have this voice that says something doesn't mean you have to align with that or identify with that. So that's just a total tangent and a side note, but yeah, what he talked about on fear setting is like, well, what's the worst that could happen, right? Well, if you go in this direction, what are the things that might happen? And, you know, you definitely want to go through and watch his talk because he talks about really it's a, it's a whole exercise. And he actually does this once every 90 days. And really, so what happens is you get clear on what could happen if you really went for it. And once you start to get clarity on like, all right, the worst case scenario is this, this and this you're like, wow, that's actually not as bad as I thought. And if that did happen, what would I do then, right? If I lost all of the money that I invested in this deal or in this business venture or whatever, then how would I make it up, right? What would I do? It's like, well, what are your what are your fallback plans? And once you start to get clarity on like those actions, it's like, man, it's not that scary anymore because mm-hmm. it's not like ambiguous. It's not like you're, I don't know about you, but like if you go into a house that's like completely dark, Right. And you walk into a house, it's like, I don't know what's around the corner. Like, I don't know what's <laughs> going to come after me. But if you turn all the lights on, it's not scary. Right. It's yeah. the same thing. It's and exposing yeah, exposing those fears. Right. You could still fall through the floor. Right. Mm-hmm. It's still like, yeah, there's a potential downside here, but I see where it is. And I yeah. know the steps that I can take. And if I did fall through it, like maybe I, maybe I can grab onto that pole right there and I can, you know, hold myself up. So it's just really an interesting process. And it, flips goal setting on its head yeah. and you start to get clear on the fear and it's not about giving power to the fear, but it's actually taking power away from the fear by getting clear on what are those downsides and what would I do? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, and it's just kind of deconstructing it so that you're like, okay, so this is actually the worst thing that could happen if I do this. Well, okay, I'm going to do it then because like right. that's not that bad and the chances of all the good things that occur from it. And then when you put yourself out there and try something new, it just like when we did the podcast last time, like it energizes you and you're like, oh, like I did that and that went really good. Like what else could I try? Like yes. the energy from that is like really cool. Actually, it would probably be cool to do a podcast like at least once a week because not with just us, but just in general, like how you do mm-hmm. podcasts because that is like, you don't ever know exactly what you're walking into and you're challenging yourself each time and you're learning and growing and building. And anyways, no, it's so true. You face your fears. So like how to overcome fears and in many ways, obviously is to get clear on what's the downside and what would you do and really shine light on that. But then it's about repetition. That's why I always say repetition Mm -hmm. is the mother of all skill, because when you face fear ongoing, you start to say, well, this isn't nearly as scary as I thought it would be. Right. And so like doing a podcast or speaking, you know, in front of a a crowd or just meeting someone new, maybe that's something that you fear, or maybe it's underwriting a deal. Maybe it's touring a deal. Maybe it's calling a broker. Maybe it's cold calling someone, or there's many things, many examples that we could talk about that, that would be fear, but it is that repetition. I think it's, it's really, really interesting, but, um, 
man, there was something I was going to say about fear and it was so good, but, uh, <laughs> I lost it. Uh, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. Any, any other thoughts on fear? I mean, that's the reason why we're bringing this up is because is a prime example of last time when we did this podcast together, you were like, wow, I'm really building this thing up. And then we oh, did yeah. it and you were such a natural and you just were yourself and it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was really super nervous about it last time, but I was like, you know what? We should do it. Like if it really tanks and it's awful, we just won't release it. But it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like that at all. So, but that's like when you have fears, you have to walk through them. Like yeah. if you just avoid it, I mean, everybody has fears. That is one thing that is universal through all human beings. Everyone has fears. Mm -hmm. And so if you just, you know, always take the back seat and you shy away from things that you're scared of, you're never going to progress in life. Yeah. So and then they get stronger too. Yeah. And then they get stronger. Yeah. So I just think, you know, stepping into the fear and trying something new, challenging yourself and going for it is not as scary as you sit and create it to be in yeah. your mind. <laughs> and the other thing too, that's really cool about it is like, you think about there's natural laws in the universe, right? There's gravity, there's, we've talked about the law of circulation. There's also this law of polarity, right? North and mm -hmm. South, light and dark, up and down, all of these like masculine, feminine, it shows up in, in all ways, like in the universe, it's really, really interesting, but the law of polarity. So if you think about it, it's like, if I try, I might fail. Mm -hmm. Or the opposite of that is, if I try, I might succeed. Yeah. And so like applying the law of polarity to your thinking can be extremely powerful because what would really happen if you just went for it, right? So instead of sitting on the sidelines, instead of sitting in the back seat and saying, I'm not going to do that, you can give yourself the possibility of the upside. And then, oh, if you fail, you might learn. Like failure isn't fatal. It could be just feedback, right? And, and you look at like, you study the greatest people and the people that have made the most impact on this world, they've had many failures, but perhaps those failures were the feedback required for them to do the things that they've done. What do you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, and everybody has failed at some point. So like for all those listening, like if you think about a time in your life where you think that you failed, I bet you could name at least two or three lessons that you learned from that and you're carrying forward into your life, like no matter how big or how small, but like a failure is, is always like, you know, kind of perceived as this, as this negative thing and it's so terrible and we shouldn't fail. But if you don't fail, you don't learn. Yeah. So I think that's something that's really powerful, but that's kind of like a, a mind twist almost because yeah. everyone's like failure is so bad. I mean, just, I'm such like, and I think I'm doing better obviously than I used to, but such a perfectionist. Like I want everything to be perfect. I want to be the best that I can be whenever I do anything. I don't care what it is. So that I think comes with a lot of like, you know, shame or being scared of having failures or whatever. But if you don't fail, you don't learn, you don't grow, you don't succeed eventually. So yeah. Yeah, no, well said, well said. And, and so the reason why we wanted to get back together on the podcast is number one, Elevate Nation's like, come on, bring Katie <laughs> Chester back. Like she's a superstar. So that's obvious. Number two, check in on what's going on with you and share that with everybody. Number three, talk about some things that we've been up to over the past eight months since we originally yeah. recorded, which is crazy to even say that, I mean, time passes so quickly. That's another prime example of like, that's why you should get into real estate because no matter what, time's gonna pass. And at times, it seems like it passes faster and faster. And of course, it's a long-term business. And so thinking about how are we using our time and how are we using that to our advantage? And real estate's a prime example, but what have we mm -hmm. been up to the last eight months? So we wanna talk about that, but I wanna check in with you. Like how have things been going in your world for the past few months? 
catch up Elevate Nation. Like what's been going on in Katie Chester's world? Yeah. So, okay. So, um, well, I guess since the last time recorded, we recorded, we are now married for going on almost eight months. So that's pretty yep. cool. So that's definitely, I mean, anyone out there who's married knows it's a journey and, um, we'll talk about, you know, things that, um, we're doing to grow and strengthen our marriage. Um, so yeah, I feel like that has been a big forefront. My parents moved back from Australia. So that's been really fun just on a personal level, having them back, um, things are starting to open a little bit more as far as more. COVID. Yeah, a lot more um, as far as COVID is concerned. So we've been out and about a lot more, which is good. And then um, I think last time I talked about on on the um, on the podcast that I was going through the course to become a Faster Way certified coach. So mm-hmm. I am now a Faster Way certified coach. So that's exciting. Um, so I've been doing that kind of on the side. And then as far as um, so for those who don't know, I'm a nurse practitioner and I work in aesthetic medicine. So um, my career um, as a nurse practitioner has been really successful over the since the last time we recorded. So um, just growing a lot, getting a lot more opportunities. I'm about to go to Miami for a big um, aesthetic conference. So that's been really fun, um, just challenging myself there and really growing and, and kind of finding out like new opportunities that are out there that I didn't really know were out there. So that's that's been exciting, which um, I feel like as a nurse practitioner, well, really not just as a nurse practitioner, but anybody. So if you don't like know what's out there, just talking to other people and kind of, you know, feeling out the waters and like connecting with other people in your industry kind of opens the doors to other opportunities that might be out there that you had no idea about. So I feel like that's been cool just because there's, I feel like I'm being really vague, but as far as um, just growing as a nurse practitioner, I feel like I've had a lot of growth in the last eight months since we've done this or yeah. seven months, whatever. So yeah. Yeah, you absolutely have. And um, I love to see your passion with what you do professionally, which is really cool. I think it's so important for people to have passion. And to me, like the two things that are the most important to be successful long-term is hunger and passion, right? Or mm-hmm. or desire, right? It's desire to serve or it's hunger to grow. And it's like, you know, no matter what, I'm going to continue to push through failure like we were just talking about. What is it that you love so much about aesthetics in particular? Like, is there anything that really stands out that really kind of gets you so invigorated? Um, I love it for a lot of reasons. It's definitely the in my opinion, the best field of medicine to work in, but obviously I'm a little bit biased. Um, but I have done quite the opposite on the spectrum as far as like the medical field goes. So I did trauma ER and I've done critical care. So as far as being like the complete opposite of what I'm doing now, I feel like I've done that. So, um, as far as aesthetics go though, everyone just kind of thinks like, Oh, it's just aesthetics. It's like, you're being really vain. But in reality, we help people to feel more confident about themselves. And I feel like when you are more confident in yourself, you approach your life in the world differently. So that is huge. And I get so many patients that come in and they're, you know, in tears because they're so happy and feel so, you know, just feel better about themselves. So they're able to be a better mom or be a better sister, wife, um, lawyer, whatever their um, passion and or career is. So that's really powerful. As far as being a provider, um, I love it because it's kind of like doing artwork. So it's very like when I'm treating a patient, it is like very therapeutic to me. So I really, really, really enjoy that aspect of it. That's awesome. What, you know, I read this book and I've talked about it on the podcast many times, but it's called Psycho Cybernetics Mm -hmm. and it's written by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. 
And he was a plastic surgeon. Um, and, you know, he actually wrote this book and it has really nothing to do with plastic surgery or aesthetics or anything like that. But it comes down to belief and self-image, right? Mm -hmm. Self-image is a cybernetic instrument is really the basis of the book. And it's really fascinating because what we believe about ourselves becomes true about our reality. And so the thing mm -hmm. that I've, I find fascinating about aesthetics and your work in particular is that what we see, we believe, and perhaps what we believe we see and all of these different things. And it's almost like the self-perpetuating perspective. And so, you know, what you're doing is you're, you're offering people an opportunity to step into a greater version of themselves in a different way. Like, right. What we talk about on this podcast is like perseverance and, you know, mindset and mind expansion and personal growth and, and, and finding that hunger and that desire and that passion to continue to grow so that you can step into a greater version of yourself continually, never ending that improvement. But I think it's really interesting because some people need a different push, right? You mm -hmm. know, we need a different push to believe in ourselves even further. So I think that's an awesome thing. But what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I mean, that's absolutely true. So that's just, you know, when you can give somebody the confidence to, you know, be a better mom to their kids, that spills over to generations. So, um, you know, that's just one example. But yeah, absolutely. I think aesthetics, I think what we do in aesthetics is really important. And a lot of people just kind of minimize it. But um, I mean, we go to the gym, we buy new clothes to wear. I mean, if you look at anything, you're always doing things to kind of, you know, make yourself feel better. And so um, aesthetics is just another way to kind of go about doing that. So yeah, I love it. And um, it's so it's so interesting, too, because it's different, right? Everybody can do something different to contribute to other people. And what you do is so important in your own way. And so if you're open to it, I'll share what I've been up to over the past eight months oh, yeah, since we, <laughs> so, no, we don't want to hear it. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, in many ways it feels like, well, of course I share what I'm up to on the podcast, <laughs> but I probably don't really in many ways, you yeah, know, you I'm, should. I'm talking to people and I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm having awesome conversations. And by the way, I mean, my goodness, we've had incredible people on this podcast and yeah, it's been a, an incredible blessing to build relationships with these people. Like what you see is what you get. I mean, we're not a heavily edited show. I mean, of course we edit and things like that and our team's growing and all that stuff, which is great. But you know, this is, we try to be as authentic as possible on the podcast, but you know, as far as catching uh, everyone up on what I've been up to, I mean, gosh, I, when we recorded, we recorded in late October, 2020. Yep. I think we released about a month later. And um, since then, I mean, there's been so much that's gone on. Of course, we've launched Elevate High Performance Coaching Academy, which mm -hmm. has been super exciting. I mean, we've had we've had life changing experience with the people in our tribe there, which has been so much fun. As you know, I've really, really enjoyed that. And we continue to grow that. So Trevor, Coach Trevor McGregor and I are really loving being coaches in this program and just he and I, you know, we've been friends for so many years, but now being business partners, it's been amazing and really creating lifelong relationships with the people in our community through Elevate Academy has been amazing. So that's one thing that's been really interesting. Um, you know, of course, CF Capital has taken off like a rocket ship, which is incredible. We're about to close a deal in Indiana. It's about 250 units, as you know. Yeah. And um, cheers to that. I mean, way. we have like 50 investors in this deal with us. And so if anybody's listening who wants to learn more about investing in real estate, we'd love to 
you know, provide education opportunities or just provide access to these deals. I mean, honestly, they're amazing deals and we don't just buy any deal. We look at hundreds before we buy one. And this is, and that is true. It's true. It's <laughs> kind of like it, it'll, it's mind numbing in yeah. many ways, but I'll tell you what I've grown and learned so much. I mean, shout big shout out to Brian Flaherty. I mean, an amazing business yes. partner. He is so amazing. I mean, this guy is phenomenal. You want to talk about diligence, details, and just commitment every single day he shows up like you can't even explain it i couldn't i could not ask for a better business partner our team is growing and you know we've got amazing strategic partners that we work with our property management company our legal team our accounting team like we're like we're we're firing on all cylinders and but also at the same time i see opportunities for continued growth and improvement which is super fun mm -hmm. and so it's just fun to see all of that manifest like because we've worked so hard on that and but now it's like almost the boulder is rolling down the hill you know which is really exciting and of course we'll catch more and more momentum but you know we, we've got big goals and dreams for that so excited about that um, what else has been going on um, you know i'm selling a property it's closing next week which is crazy i bought two years ago um, with one partner, it's a 36 unit apartment building and man, we knocked it out of the park on that one. So mm -hmm. that's really exciting. But I, I just say all those things to say that, you know, life is culminating. I think it's trying to be, it's just trying to live with a service mentality and adding value to other people, which is great. And seeing that come back and being patient and being willing to do that. So those are just some things that I've been up to, but you and I, I know like, you know, last year was like, covid world and all this stuff oh, yes. and uh that was that was tough to um you know to to adjust our lifestyle but we pivoted through that we've adapted through that i want to come back to that here in a second but i've also grown so much as a coach you know i've been yeah, talking about like coaching one-to-one -one with high performers whether it's in real estate or entrepreneurs otherwise so like that's been amazing and really fulfilling as well and also been very challenging right mm -hmm. i've had to challenge myself to stop giving so much advice and helping people uncover their creative genius, their resourcefulness and their wholeness because nobody's broken. I'm not here to fix someone, you know, right. and that's not easy as you know, as yeah. my wife, it's like, I'm trying to fix things. Right. So I don't want to do that. And so anyway, those are some of the things that I've been up to, which is really fun. But then mm -hmm. thinking about our life, which is really ultimately the outcome, right? Like what are we doing with our life? Mm -hmm. And so last year was interesting this year we're really excited because we've got some really cool things coming up we're going to costa rica next month with our mastermind yes. you and i are going to spend more time down there with evan holiday and janed mm -hmm. newlyweds by the way shout out yeah. to evan holiday and Jeanette. yeah and uh so we're going to spend time with them so really really excited about that what else do we have going on what else am i missing well we went skiing for the first time which Boom. For some people listening might be like, okay, cool. They went skiing. Well, first time <laughs> Tyler, for Katie. Yes. Yeah, Tyler yeah. had been skiing like many times before. And for all the things I've ever done in my life, skiing was not one of them. Like, I don't know how I've made it 30 plus years and I had never gone skiing. But no, nonetheless, we went out to Big Sky, Montana. We had to go back. We love Montana. So um, we went out there and I talking about fears from earlier i literally had no fears going out there to ski. <laughs> like, which is hilarious which is really funny if you know me at all um everyone's like be careful skiing i'm like yeah okay like yeah it'll be fine it'll be good so i go out there i do a lesson the first like half day and then i get up on the slopes and i'm like i'm so jazzed i'm like this is gonna be awesome we get up there and i'm like holy <laughs> like, what am I doing? So anyways, had some learning curves there, but it ended the trip like just absolutely loving it. 
So and that was that was super fun. That was fun to really fun to do together to challenge ourselves. So it was challenge myself. Anyways, I mean, you were pretty much a natural at it. Well, <laughs> and I, I've been, I've been skiing for, I don't even know, maybe 16, 17 years. So obviously that's a huge difference, yeah. but it was really cool to do it with you. Cause I knew you were up for the challenge. It was interesting to think back. So we were talking about fear in the beginning of the conversation mm-hmm. and like your, it was almost like your unconscious, um, incompetence was, was to a level where you had no fear right yeah, in the no, beginning. I was just so excited. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be <laughs> so good at this. <laughs> so there's obviously something to be said about that, right? There's something to be said about, you know, unconscious incompetence to the level of, Hey, now I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to take action. Maybe if you would have known that there was, you know, maybe a, a, at least a 12 hour span ahead of you that was going to be extremely challenging mm-hmm. and extreme. It was going to require you to really face fears. I mean, oh, truth, yeah. truthfully, um, you would have maybe felt different. What do you think? Oh, for sure. And I think, you know, next time, I, I don't even know if I've ever, ever shared this with you, but I think next time we go skiing, I'm going to be pretty nervous, like <laughs> flying out there and be like, what are we doing? Like, uh, you know, I have a healthy body and like, it's all together. Like, do I want to <laughs> risk this? So, um, but yeah, no, I think it was good. I'm so glad I went out there like completely naive, just so like ready and excited for it. And then like, I mean, it's such like a good, um, oh, what is the word? Like you're standing at the top of the mountain and you're like, there's no, no way to get down off of this except for to go down. You have to go through your fear. Yes. You can't, you can't walk down the mountain. You can't take the chairlift back down. Like you just have to do it. So yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Like to be able to be faced with that and then overcome it. So I like that. Cause it requires you to not retreat. Like you, yeah, you can't, can't retreat. You have to go through it. Yeah. And, and then when you go through it, you're like, yes, yeah. let's go. Cause I remember, especially on that trip, like the hardest run that I went down, I was like, man, you know, yes. I'm, I'm a little bit scared. Right. But when you go through it, I remember I was screaming, <laughs> so I'm going down the mountains. I'm like, yes, in a great way, you know, and it, and it just, it, it gives you more momentum, but yeah. you know, obviously I, I feel like you have to put yourself in those positions. If you don't, then you just never get to experience that. You know, right. there's just so much more on the other side of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, and the, you know, what this is also making me think about is our vision board, right? Yeah. I want to share our vision board okay. because I think this is important. I was talking to a coaching client yesterday about the RAS, RAS, the reticular activating system, mm-hmm. right? And our mind at any moment is processing a million pieces of data, which is interesting. Like you and I are sitting here talking to each other. The crazy thing about this mind is that it's processing a million other pieces of information at once. Yeah. That's amazing to me, first of all. But the the second piece of that is that we can actually plant seeds in our subconscious mind to find things in our environment without having to work harder, right? To Mm -hmm. create and manifest and, you know, really step into a bigger vision and a bigger future. It comes down to using your reticular activating system. So the way that I describe this, and, and I know you feel the same way, is like if you buy a car, just like, I'll keep it really simple. If you bought a red Honda, a red Honda Civic, Mm -hmm. you start to see red Honda Civics all over the road. So if you, what you're basically seeing is you're not seeing more red Honda Civics. You're seeing the, the reticular activating system at play in Mm -hmm. your environment. So now it's more familiar. It's in the forefront of your mind. So now all of these things start to show up, right? You drive off the car a lot. And then across from you is another red Honda Civic. And you're like, wait a minute, everybody has a red Honda Civic now. Yeah. And so what you can do is you can use this thing like a vision board, like you and I do, Mm -hmm. and you can place things on your vision board so that they become at the forefront of your mind. And so that when opportunities to take action, 
towards your dreams become a reality, it they start to show up all over the place. Like so the reason why I'm thinking about this is because we put a picture of our Montana home mm-hmm. on the vision board, right? Mm-hmm. We have a picture of it. I, I can see it right now in my mind. It's a picture of this beautiful home with huge windows overlooking the mountains, the mountains and it's yeah. snowing and there's, there's a big sn- fireplace. Big fireplace. Oh yeah. So like when I look at that picture and it doesn't I don't stand there and like you know, daydream and all this stuff, but it, it can take me two seconds yeah. and it gives me this little well, and thing. We have ours hanging in our closet. So, you know, like in the two minutes you're getting dressed or whatever and you like yeah. glance up and look at it. So it doesn't have to be something you like go and stand in front of for five minutes every day, but right. And it's just reminding me that like, you know, this is a dream. This is one of the dreams. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why we do all of what we do is not just to have material things, but it's to continue to expand, to become the person required to live this big life. Mm-hmm. So to me, a vision board is really powerful and really exciting and important. Um, but I think it's something that many of the listeners could you know, consider. It's like, well, what are your goals? And what are, what's your goal, not only for this year or maybe the next year or the next three years, but maybe what about the next rest of your life? Like, what's your mm-hmm. big vision? And then if you can reduce that to pictures and images, if you can go out, like there's this little thing called Google. All you have to do is just <laughs> what's that? type in something. If you have a dream or a vision, type it in and go look for a picture of it and print it out and yeah. put it on a cork board or something or post it on your wall mm-hmm. and look at it. I'm telling you, there's things that will happen. And major this things. concept seems so simple. It seems so simple, but you got me a book one time about vision boards. And yes. I want to say Sarah Centrella, I think is the author. We'll put the link of it in the, in the, um, in the show notes, but, yeah. um, she, wrote a whole book on vision boards and how they have impacted her life and how you actually go about creating and utilizing one. And they are so much more involved than, you know, just posting a picture somewhere for you to see. So they are, and it's a very um, powerful, you know, visualization tool and a way to manifest things into your life. And you can put anything that you want on a vision board. Like it doesn't have to be a materialistic thing. So um, there are a lot of, um, I mean, the options are limitless really with it. So, but anyways, that yeah. book was really cool because I was like a whole book on a vision board, like seems pretty simple, but it was a really cool book. Yeah. I think if, you know, if, if fear was not something that held you back or if anything was possible, what would you do? What would you be? Who would you create? You know, who would you know? Who would you have a relationship with? What would you create? What would be a reality in your life? if there were no limits, right? Mm -hmm. Because the only limits that we have are the ones that we've constructed within our mind. Right. And so if we were to remove that, so I'm going to challenge the listener, if you were to remove all that BS, right? Those belief systems, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you thought I was going to say something else, but (laughs) if you were to remove all that and anything was possible, what would you love, right? What would you really, really, really love about your future? Because you can draw a line in the sand and declare that today and you'll be amazed as to, you know, once you show up with persistence and consistency, it will become your reality. And I know like there's things that we've put on the vision board. that's like, whoa, that I didn't even notice that, but that's a part of our reality now. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's about that belief, but I have to give a big shout out to Annie Dickerson as well, who is a previous podcast guest and a great friend and an amazing real estate investor, uh, Annie Dickerson of Good Egg Investing. So she talked about, um, the mind movie, 
that's the thing where you can take it to a step further. So there's a vision board, which is really static images. And this is a good way to remind yourself of the big vision that you have. And it reduces from words to visions and in imagery, which mm -hmm. is very powerful for your mind. But what she talked about is the mind movie. So you can actually create a movie perhaps of like two or three minutes of what is it that you visualize and you can add music to it. And obviously music and emotion and all these things is really powerful towards creating your future and, and giving you really a sense of, Hey, you know, I'm willing to persist through these challenges, but also tapping into infinite intelligence, which, we, which we've talked about many times on this podcast. So maybe that's a way we can take it a step further, right? Maybe we yeah. can challenge ourselves to make our own mind movie about our future in many different ways. So you could put cars on there. You could put, homes on there you could put you know things that you want to contribute to society relationships yeah. or maybe there's a type of individual that you want to become like more more like maybe you want to put a picture of them on there i mean there's so many different things right there's you know if you want to donate there was another one of our guests um i forget i forget who said this but he was like i want to donate a million dollars a year and so he put that up oh. he's like i want to donate a million dollars a year and so it just gets you to start thinking bigger right you don't have to know how you're going to do everything. Mm -hmm. And in fact, you probably won't know how. And if you know how, you're probably thinking too small. Right? Yeah. You should think bigger. But what do you think about all that? Yeah, no, no, no. I think that's good. And also like about the whole mind movie, I love watching vlogs. And I think Tyler always makes fun of me for it. But <laughs> they are, it's the, the music with the, like the movie and everything. It's just, I think it's powerful. So I love watching them. So that's actually a good idea. We should definitely consider doing that. Um, but I think what I was going to say is that not only do we have the vision board, but then we also talk about like, so going back to the Montana home um, yeah. example. So we actually talk about like how it will feel to, you know, host our family at yeah. that home and, you know, different activities that we want to do around that home and stuff like that. So that you get to like feel what that might feel like. So mm -hmm. to talk about it as if, you know, it's a, a reality or going to be a reality in our future. Um, so I think that that's like taking it a step further, I guess. Yeah, so. I agree. And I, I got to give a shout out to Emily Fletcher as well, a recent podcast guest who said that what she's done is she has an accountability partner and every day, I don't remember if she does this at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, but she basically says, here's the things that I accomplished today. And it's ahead of the occurrence. And she's like, I'm telling you, it's crazy. She's like, I'll say that I've accomplished, you know, five or six things. And then by the end of the day, she's like 75% of these things that normally I would have thought, man, those are much, you know, dip more difficult than I would have expected. She's like, when I have someone that holds me accountable and when I think ahead and I think in the past tense about mm -hmm. accomplishing something like that to me is really, really interesting. So, I mean, look, why don't you, we just try it? You know, I think we should all just try things. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I just, that's one of the things that I think is exciting about these type of conversations is, you know, maybe it works for you, maybe it doesn't, but if you don't ever give it a chance, then of course it's not going to work. Right. What, what yeah. do you think about that? Well, yeah, no, I mean, you definitely have to try. I mean, it's easy to knock like the vision board thing, for example, and be like, that's stupid. That is not going to work. <laughs> like, why would I print off a picture and put it on a board? But if you haven't tried it, don't knock it, you know, yeah. but you could say that about anything. So, yeah. yeah. So, but, but the most important part prior to the vision board is really getting clear on where you want to go. Yeah. You have to spend time like sitting down, like spending time, like, you know, brainstorming and yeah. allowing yourself to be creative and like, 
you know, giving yourself some space and time to, to dream and do that because yeah, you might just dream when you're in the car on the way to work or whatever, but like you're not fully present in that daydream. I don't think at that point. Yeah. So sitting down and like giving yourself some time and space to create that life that you're, you know, working so hard to do or else then you're just like in this, in this like rat race almost. So then you just get in this cycle of like, I go to work, I come home, I make dinner, I go to bed, I get up, I work out and, and it just like continues and continues and continues. And then years have passed and you're like, Oh, hold on, wait a minute. Like yeah. I haven't created anything. What did I actually want my life to look like? Right. And, and almost like wiping the slate clean to a point of, instead of being clouded by fear and doubt and programming that the world says that, you know, you must file in line. You must mm-hmm. do this. You must now here's your next step. Here's the next rule. Here's the next, <laughs> uh, here's the next, um, you know, step in your life instead of doing it from that place. It's about saying, all right, well, let me question everything. Let me wipe the slate clean. If all of that was BS, if all of that wasn't true for me, what would it look like? If there were no limits on my future, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. And really starting to let your soul speak to you. It's not about thinking about it from your mind or your head. It's about letting your soul speak to you. Cause I feel like desire ultimately is not necessarily from our head, but it's from our heart. It's from maybe a higher power. It's from infinite intelligence. It's from the father. It's from God, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And once you get clear on that and you say, all right, well, if I were to convince myself that there were no limits, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. And, and really just like, I mean, that's one of the things I, I went through a, a program, it was a goal setting program. And that was the thing. It was like, if there were no limits, what car would you own? What cars would you own? Mm-hmm. You know, what homes would you own? What, what businesses would you own? What type of money would you have? Mm-hmm. And it's not about that. It's not about the material, but it's about expanding your mind beyond like just the little limits that you said. And maybe you think, well, I've never seen that in my life or the people that surrounded me have never had that type of wealth or those type of circumstances. But I think going through that progression is really important because we have to raise the watermark. It's like, if you think about like a floodgate, right? It's like, all right, well, the floodgate is here. And sometimes they're, you know, the highest flood mark that we've had is at this point, right? Mm -hmm. And so we see that that's possible. But once we see that the watermark can go a little bit higher, now we notice that that's possible as well. It's like the, 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 you know, the mile record, the person who ran the four minute mile, it took however many hundreds of years to get to that point. Mm -hmm. When he did that, then hundreds of people passed the four minute mile. So what's possible? So we have to expand what we think is possible and then step into that. But what would you say about that? Yeah, no, no. I mean, I think that's great. I think I would add that when you're sitting down to kind of like daydream about your future and what it is you want, one, it can be uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for me to dream big sometimes. Like I'm like, wow, that's like really freaking big. Like that doesn't seem possible. But also you have to get it out of your head about how that's going to happen. Cause that's not what you're, you're not like trying to come up with a game plan in the moment. You're just trying to dream and say like, so the four minute mile is a great example. So like if someone wanted to like write that down, like I want to be able to run a four minute mile and you're like, that is literally not possible. Like, how would I do that? You got to just get rid of that and just say, what do you want? Like, yeah. then you can like go back and like game plan all these things, but that, you know, t- in order to dream, you have to, be uncomfortable, challenge yourself and forget about the how. Forget about the how. And, you know, 
if you like, I read a book, Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. Anybody who's listening, you have to read that book. It's phenomenal. And even just like, I thought I understood that, but I did not truly understand that until I read that book. And, you know, we can think so much bigger if we don't limit ourselves to the how, because sometimes the how is maybe it hasn't been shown to us before. Maybe we have no reference point or maybe we get overwhelmed with that because those are not our unique abilities. Those are not our gifts to get to that or all those little steps. Mm -hmm. That's not us. We don't have to do that. Someone else can help us get there. Right. And we can be their who we can be their person to help them get to a certain place that they want in their life. Right. So Mm -hmm. the abundance mentality to me is super exciting because when you bring someone else in to help you get to your how, right, to get to your outcome, you help them go somewhere too, which is so awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not helping them, it's probably not the right circumstance, right? You need yeah. to give also to receive and, and you should give first. But anyway, the reason why we're talking about all this is because <laughs> you and I, like we have shared vision, we have shared values, we have shared mission. And we talked about this on our previous mm-hmm. podcast together. We were talking about, hey, you know what? We, we haven't created our family yet, but we plan to now we've been married for eight months. Well, I mean, we're starting the basis of our family for right, sure. The foundation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we've talked about, and we, we, you know, I've talked to people who are involved in family offices and some of the most successful generational families, you know, successful from a, you know, from a, I guess a public facing sense, right? Mm-hmm. Family offices are high net worth families that have set a culture that have persisted through generations. Right. And so if you think about it, you know, what do they do differently, right? They set a culture, they set an intention, and they have a clear vision, a shared vision of the future. So you and I sat down. I remember we did this on Thanksgiving Day. We did. And we had planned it. We were like, all right, well, we're going to we're going to do this. But at some point, we're actually going to like work on this together Mm -hmm. and think about our core values. We're going to think about our mission statement. We're going to think about our vision. We're going to think about even like as corny as it sounds like a tagline for our family. And so that we can set this vision and we can create a culture, but we can also set goals, like big goals for our family. Mm-hmm. We can even think of like if there was a crest or like a logo or something like that that encompasses all of these different components. What would that look like? What would that be like? So I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Maybe we can inspire some people yeah. to get clear on where they're going, because if you don't know where you're going, you're going to go somewhere, right? You're going right. to end up somewhere. So let's also... Yeah. While you're saying that, um, oh gosh, what is the the old man that we listen to? And he talks about the ships. If you don't have any direction, you're not going anywhere. The strangest secret in the world, oh, Earl, Nightingale. Earl Nightingale. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you're doing now, I'm glad you're listening to us. But stop and go listen to <laughs> go pull up Earl Nightingale's strangest secret in the world, or you know, bookmark that so you can listen to that later. But we'll he put talks, a link in the show notes. Yes, I or we both have listened to that. I don't know, countless times. And yep. he talks about like a ship with no direction or no sail is is not going anywhere. Like you have to know where you're going and you have to be intentional about it. So that is that is what we're doing when we're doing these things. And we'll talk about like in a minute, I think um, we're going to talk about like these weekly meetings that we do and stuff yep. like that, which maybe sounds so strange to be like, why the heck would a husband and wife do that? But it's to be intentional. And I think that's the word that always comes up because if you're not intentional about sitting down and doing these things or being intentional about where you want to go as a family or um, as an individual, you're never going to get there. Hey guys, just a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back to the show. 
This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital. And you know how much I love real estate and how it can be a vehicle towards creating any outcome that you want in your life, which is really why we created CF Capital, a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow, capital appreciation, and a margin of safety for our investors, for our partners, and for the people that we serve. Our team leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors like you with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high-value multifamily communities. Our philosophy is that we can elevate communities together through this process. And I want to invite you to go check out cfcapllc.com because we have a free ebook that's called The Bottom Line, The 10 Ways to Increase Cash Flow in an Apartment Complex. And I want to tell you that this is a value-packed ebook. So I want to, want to invite you to go check that out right now at cfcapllc.com. I think you're going to get a ton of value just from reading this, whether you apply it to your own business or whether you educate yourself further on what it would look like if you invested with CF Capital. So go check that out at cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com and enjoy the rest of the show. And the thing, and the other thing too, is like, even as an individual, your mind is like a garden, right? And so we have to be intentional. Mm -hmm. If we, you think about a garden and I'm not, I have no green thumb at all, but I've heard <laughs> that you have to be intentional with a garden as well, right? Mm -hmm. You have yeah. to plant what you want to reap and you, what, what you want to grow in your garden. Yes. You also have to be aware that if you don't plant something, weeds will grow. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing to anticipate that? And when they grow, are you pulling them out? Are you letting them become forceful and take over your garden? So mm -hmm. the thing, the same thing is true with your mind. So how intentional are you being with that, right? How are you guarding the gates of your mind? Are you letting any negativity and fear and doubt and worry and anxiety or small thinking enter your mind? Mm -hmm. And those are weeds to me. So it's not that those weeds don't enter our mind because of course they do. We try to guard the gates of our mind as much as possible, but when they do, it's like, let's rip that out, right? right. That is limiting me. That's not serving me. I don't have to align with that. And, and also like I get to choose my beliefs like that mm -hmm. to me, if you take anything away from this discussion, just know that you can choose your beliefs yeah. and any mm -hmm. thought that you have doesn't necessarily have to be aligned with who you truly are. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I never, no one ever taught us that no. right. Growing up, like yeah. we had to encounter that. And like, there's this story going on in your mind. There's this story, this inner dialogue that many of us say, well, that's me. That's just who I am. Mm -hmm. That's not you. That yeah. is some voice. That is some programmed voice that was given to us through media or through maybe our, our family. Maybe mm -hmm. it was close friends. Maybe it was school growing up. I mean, school, we could do a whole podcast mm -hmm. on school and like how that's designed for the industrial revolution, which mm -hmm. is so out of like, it's not even close to what's going on in the current society like if we want to break free we have to understand that there's a lot of things we have to unlearn yeah you know anything yeah. you would say to that well i was gonna say you know also finding a it didn't have to be a partner in this instance it is but tyler and myself will challenge each other on thoughts you know so we might say something and then the other one's like but is that really true or like how could you reframe that like does that have to be the reality so you know, even that just like little nudge one, you're kind of like, okay, that's really annoying right now. But then you're <laughs> kind of like, okay, yeah, nope, that doesn't have to be the reality. Yeah. So just having that, I mean, just finding somebody who can be, you know, your partner in that sense too. 
Yeah, I think sometimes tough love is important. You know, yeah. I mean, like, I want you to be tough on me. I want you to challenge me. It's like, come on, you're not thinking big enough. Or, yeah. you know, is that really true? Sometimes you need that, like, pattern interrupt. You need yeah. you need to not only interrupt your own pattern, but you need someone to challenge your own patterns. Because mm-hmm. we get into this, like, even you and I, like, all the time, it's like, oh, I forgot that like there's weeds that are growing in my mind garden, right? I forgot yeah. about that, you know, because we'll sit here and I don't, I hope that this doesn't come across as preachy at all because we're definitely nowhere near perfect. No, And it's just a no. good reminder, you know, that we have to hold each other accountable. So, yeah. so the, the thought is, I think when you set the intention, when you set the vision towards where you're going, you set yourself up for much more success, right? You have an opportunity to plant seeds. Mm-hmm. You're planting seeds, but there will still be weeds that grow up, but you have to pull those out along the way. So when we were yeah. talking about, like both of you and I have our own vision for our lives, right? But then collectively we've become one as a married couple mm-hmm. and we have a vision for not only our marriage, but also our future family and the lives that we will touch you know, along the way. Mm -hmm. And so that's really exciting. So obviously we've talked about our family in the future and we've envisioned not only just children and and young kids, but also growing up and them having kids of their own. And even like, you know, in a hundred years or 200 years, like what will that all look like? Mm -hmm. Which to me is really exciting or even more like this does not have to stop anytime soon. Right. And it's, and it's not about selfishness. It's not about how can we hoard resources it's about applying the law of circulation and giving and being of service and being abundant and allowing sort of people to draft off of that as well and, and create bigger things for themselves as well along the way. Mm-hmm. So we've created this, the Chesser family cornerstone statement for generational wealth and success, which I think is awesome. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we have core values. We have a family mission statement. We have a vision. We have a tagline. We have family goals. We have, we have not done this yet, but we've kind of thought through the elements of a family crest and logo. Mm -hmm. So would you like to share the core values? Yeah. So I think the core values was the like most fun part when we sat down to do this, just to think of like, what, what are the top four core value core values that we want to lead with? So we chose love, strength, adventure, and curiosity. So those really stood out to us as kind of the most important qualities that we want um, together as a team to lead with to, and we want our kids to lead with. And so it kind of gives you like that guiding, those guiding lights, I guess, um, and almost a lens through what you're, you know, putting out or seeing the world through. Yeah. And it, it almost helps you make decisions, right? In mm-hmm. any moment, it's about what are the values, right? What is it? What type of values does this decision or this direction serve? So I think it's important to start there and love, obviously, you know, it's, it comes from a place of caring about other people. It comes from a place of joy and, and obviously love is encompassed in so many different ways, but obviously that is the top one mm-hmm. for a reason. But we also, and and I'll just caveat this and I'll go back and say that we had all these different values that we chose through, right? We could have had 25 different values, but we chose these as being the most important, right? These are the core values. And so guiding light and making decisions comes down to these, but love, strength. And this is, I think this kind of comes back to, um, you know, like 
what is it? Tough love, like tough mm-hmm. love to me is strength, right? And being strong and being resilient and recognizing that it's not always going to be easy and it's not always going to be just smooth sailing, I think is really important. Adventure, like you and I connected originally on adventure. Like when we yeah. talked about on our first podcast together, if you haven't listened to that one, it's yeah, episode <laughs> 111. Yep. That's a special edition with Katie Chester. That was uh, a, an amazing episode where Katie really faced her fears and she was the first time on a podcast, but adventure, that's how we originally connected, right? It was about traveling the world and, you know, learning and growing and curiosity and thinking bigger and being more and stepping into that. And adventure is such a big part of who we are anyways, you know, like we both really thrive on that and love that. And so that just made sense to fit in. Yeah. And I think all human beings love adventure. You know, like I don't, I don't, I mean, I think at the core, if we face our fears, if we're Mm -hmm. willing to overcome our fears, then adventure is at the core of the human experience. So to me, it's like, Hey, we're willing to face our fears and we're willing to have an adventure no matter if fear is present or not. And fear will always be present. Right. So we can look at that and say, I'm not fearless. I just still persist in this adventure and have an amazing time because of it. Right. Yeah. That's that in itself is really interesting to think about. That could be a whole discussion on itself. Curiosity, the last one I know you and I love. Mm. I mean, that's that's what keeps me propelled forward in doing the podcast. It's like, man, I'm so curious. I want to know, like, yeah. what, how did this person do this, this, and this? Or who has this person become to accomplish these things? Mm-hmm. And also just learning. And there's so many, there's, I mean, when we go travel somewhere, like for me, this is what it's all about. It's about adventure, of course, but it's about curiosity. It all, it does come back down to love too. Cause when I travel more and I know that you feel the same, when you meet someone new and someone who has a totally different perspective than you, you almost have more love for humanity. You have more love for yourself. You have more yeah. love for the, just the nature of an adventure mm-hmm. because of that. And, and just curiosity and learning and never stopping, you know, learning and growing to me, that's what that means. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Adventure and curiosity. I've actually never really thought about this, but those two are what our whole like life from four years ago until now has been built on. That's what that initial coffee meeting was yeah. based on. That's why we even sat down and had coffee together. Yeah. So that's true. Strict curiosity and a love of adventure. That's really interesting to think back on. Yeah. And by the way, this week, has been four years since our initial coffee meeting. (laughs) All of our close friends who are listening are probably rolling their eyes like in the back of their head. They're like, oh God, the coffee meeting again. It's the infamous coffee (laughs) meeting, but it was like such a monumental moment in both of our lives. So we talk about on the first podcast. So go have a listen to that to hear um, the details of it. Yeah, and and tomorrow, by the way, tomorrow, we're literally going back to that same spot. Yep to share coffee together and we do that every year. So that's really exciting. And, um, but yeah, I think that's, it is really interesting how that's the foundation and it almost like, I'm just realizing this now, but it's almost like you think about the garden again, right? You think about like this plant in this root or this tree and like a family can grow from like the Genesis of what allowed that family to come together. Mm-hmm. You know, the family came together through adventure and curiosity. Yeah. So let's make that a core value. Like to me, that's really exciting. So what's the core value or core values that your family or your relationship has come together, whether you have kids now or not, like there's and never, it's never even, too late. Yeah. And you don't even have to do this as like a family. You can do this as an individual. Right. 
I mean, everyone has core values, whether you identify them or not, but you do. So yeah, you don't have to be like necessarily a family or a couple or anything. Yeah, that's a really good point. I agree. I totally agree. So we need to get clear on what are our values because in any moment there might be conflicting values and you need to rank those. Like what are the top ones and and put those in order because when you understand what's your top values, your values hierarchy, you can make clear decisions. And in any moment lead and guide your decisions. Yeah, because there might be, well, you know, this serves my curiosity, but it doesn't really serve love, right? So love is more important than, you know, let's pay attention to that. So, um, you know, but obviously there are other values that are important to us beyond these, but these are our core values, right? So this is how we can make decisions based on, you know, different dreams and goals and all these different things. So, right. So then we take it to the mission statement and these are, this is still like bigger picture, right? This is still like, you know, in some ways people might say, well, these are platitudes, right? But no, this, this is guiding direction. So when I think about our family mission statement, would you like to share that or would you like me to share that? Oh, I'll share it. Um, so the mission statement is kind of like the how and the vision statement is like the why of, you know, our family. So as far as our mission statement goes, um, currently it's the Chester family's mission is to lead ourselves and others to live life with purpose, passion, open mindedness, intention, and a commitment to challenging the ordinary in exchange for the extraordinary. Yeah. So, I mean, I, first of all, I think it's really cool. I mean, to lead ourselves and others to live a life with purpose, passion, open-mindedness, intention, and commitment to challenging the ordinary in exchange for the extraordinary. Mm -hmm. So we're always making a decision, I feel like, is to say, all right, am am I going to be ordinary or extraordinary? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to do ordinary things or am I going to do extraordinary things? And the whole genesis for this mission statement is to challenge us to face fear again, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you're going to do extraordinary things, it's going to be with fear. It's not going to be fearlessness, right? You're going to do it with fear. It's really interesting how this conversation it's, I love podcasts because I, we did not plan. We that had no at all. intention of talking about fear when we sat down. No, I mean, we didn't. And, and it's really interesting how it comes back. Um, I did not expect that to happen, but when you live a life, and you say, I'm going to take action with fear, I can live extraordinary life. I can, I can inspire other people. Like we can lead other people and we can lead ourselves by setting an example of working towards our dreams, even with fear present. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think that's really exciting. What do you think? Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, it just gives you, gives like a guiding light in your life and to know, you know, how we are going to continue to approach the world. Cause like you get married and it's like, yeah, we're a couple, we're facing the world together and stuff. But like, if you're not intentional about it, that, I mean, we haven't even been married a year. If you're not intentional about it, that like peters off and like, you know, then you kind of get lost along the way, I guess. And so like to have that guiding central statement, even, even, you know, it's not really a statement. It's how, how we're approaching our life together and how we're approaching the world and, and our family. So I think it is really powerful. I mean, it sounds really corny when you sit down and say, (laughs) you know, the things, but if you actually are like implementing these, um, these principles into your life, that's really powerful. Yeah. So, and it'll be something like when we have kids that our kids are aware of that, you know, help guide them as well. So show the importance of, of our family and, you know, how we, you know, want to 
project ourselves to the world, I guess. I mean, even one of one of your friends who's become my friend, you know, their family, they literally have their mission statement framed in a picture in their home and they have young kids and we'll do the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Like this will be framed in our home. We'll have core values listed under it. And so this would be something that we're allowed to teach our kids. We can teach our kids about what it means to be extraordinary, what it means to step into the extraordinary through purpose, through passion, through open mindedness, through intention through commitment, what does that all mean? This is a lifestyle. This is not about doing some things when it feels good or just every now and then. This is about stepping into Mm -hmm. an identity, but a collective identity as a culture of a family to me is like so exciting. Like I'm so excited about it. So yeah, that's the reason for that. And by the way, we're going to talk about how we put this into action on a consistent basis here shortly, but let's continue and let's talk about the vision. So let's, let's keep going. You were going to, you were, you've been reading these. So So, tell me about the vision. So our vision is like the why. So it says this multifaceted generational family mission inspires us to design a continuously limitless and abundant future while perpetually encouraging others to evolve into their highest potential. Yeah. So, so at the core of this, we're, planning and we're in not to be like overly like oh regimented or anything like that but we're setting the vision the intention of a multifaceted generational family yeah like why is this even important to you why are you sitting down to do this why do you care that's what this is all about exactly and so like the abundance mindset is the core of this and it's a continuously limitless future that's abundant while perpetually encouraging others to evolve into their highest potential. I think this is one of the things that you and I have come to love so much just about the human experience is that it is a growth experience. It is Mm -hmm. about expanding rather than contracting, you know, because in any moment we're making that decision, we're like, Oh, am I going to move forward through this fear or am I not? And then when you move forward through it, you like you're screaming and yelling down the mountain. Like you're amazing. It's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I actually did this. I actually went through, through with it. Mm -hmm. And so how can we live a life like that and (laughs) set that vision towards the future for multifaceted for a generation for multi-generations? Yeah. Like that's really exciting to me. Yeah, it's super powerful. So, and then we haven't come up with a tagline yet. So that's just kind of like something, I mean, we have brainstormed it, but um, so that's coming together. That'll come come soon. Yeah. And then as far as setting goals, I mean, obviously like if you set goals as an individual, you want to set goals as a a couple and as a family. So we have, you know, been intentional about sitting down and setting those goals. And these are like 50,000 foot view goals, right? These are the things that we want, like in a big picture in the future. Mm -hmm. Like these are like the big vision for, for ourselves. And I always encourage people, whether I'm just friends with them or I'm coaching them or whatever, it's like, let's reverse engineer that. What does that look like over the next three years? What what does that look like over the next year? How can you reverse engineer that into 90 day steps? And then what does that look like this month, this week, and then so forth. And we'll talk about that here very shortly. So I think goals are really important, but sharing that together, it's like we can do so much more together, right? We talked Mm -hmm. about this in our first podcast together. You and I, I feel like, you know, we could do great things alone, right? Or or on our own, but we can do so much more together. That's also the abundance mindset. Like Mm -hmm. we can come together and give to each other and we can grow so much more together and having this shared vision to me not only is exciting but it's also like we leverage each other to get there and we can do it together and we can have so much more fun along the way you know oh, what yeah, I mean? yeah for sure yeah i mean if you even just look at our lives like five years ago since we're at four years like five years ago to now is like 
crazy different. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely, in a in a, in a really good way. Yeah, <laughs> and and I would imagine that five years from now is going to be even better, incredible. I can't even imagine. So here's a quick question, just as a as side note, while we're going through this, and we'll talk about our our traction process and all that. Do you think that our future family will listen to this podcast episode? Oh yeah, <laughs> duh. Yeah, you think so? Yes. Okay. For sure. All right. Well, I mean, big shout out to the Chester family then yeah. in the future. There we go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> our kids are going to be like, our parents are such dorks. Like <laughs> this is what they spent time doing. Like, I'm just kidding. They'll be like, remember when you, remember when they did podcasts back in the day, they're like <laughs> flying back and forth to Mars or something. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be like, wow, that was like really old school. Wow. Like, it's like, it's like how we think about like eight track or like CDs records. and like, yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. All right. So we set goals, right. And then we talk about the in the logo so the elements that we've included i like i actually i'm excited to share this so the elements well do you want to share the elements of the oh of no the logo? You, i mean if you're excited about it go ahead <laughs> <laughs> all right so the elements of the crest and the logo that we have decided encompass our vision it almost this almost reminds me of the vision board a little bit right yeah so the elements are water like because mm. water is life and love and it's also the circulation yeah i was gonna say circulation it's fluid and yeah it's, it's moving fluid. and right yeah so it's water it's an eagle right an eagle is i mean powerful and symbolic of it is i think of freedom and i think it's freedom it's it's leadership it's also vision like mm -hmm. you think about eagle can see for miles and it's it soars above the storm yeah. like it looks down on the storm that's, what we that's that's really interesting to think about like an eagle doesn't fly through the storm an eagle actually flies above the storm yeah like it, you can if you're a chicken you're like quacking around on the ground you're and you're just getting i don't know <laughs> is that what they do quacking i have no idea <laughs> i'm like i've never heard that word <laughs> you're balking around i have no idea i think uh, they just walk but if you think about it, it's like, you better go in the coop because you're going to get stormed on. You might get struck by lightning. Yeah. Eagles are like, forget that. I'm flying above this yeah. storm, which is really yeah. cool. Uh, a lion, a it's a circle. So it's going to be circular, right? So yeah. it's going to be like the whole crest is going to be circular, which basically means that there's a circle of life and that it's continuous. It's never ending. It's never ending. Yeah. Yeah. Infinite. Life is infinite. It's also eternal. And also, by the way, if anyone has not read the book Awareness by Anthony DeMello, mm. you have to read it right now. I just recommended it to someone else this morning. And basically what one of the things that he says, and there's so many things, but life is eternal in the now, right now, right now. So where are you right now? So let's get aware and get out of this perpetual thought that, you know, the future is going to be worse than the past or that I'm you know, worried and all these things. So I'm totally getting off on a tangent, but the circle goes back to that. It's, it's eternal, right? Mm -hmm. This vision is eternal mountains. I think mountains, you know, this is why we love elevate, right? It's about climbing a mountain, right? It's mm -hmm. about climbing to your next vision of yourself and then looking across the valley and saying, I'm going to climb that mountain too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always, and we did it on our goal. honeymoon. We climbed a mountain. So that was yeah, pretty cool. That's right. Yeah. And we're going to climb another and uh, mm -hmm. we're going to keep climbing mountains, keep climbing. Right. So yeah. that's, that's, and mountains are beautiful. We love mountains. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to also have stars there because we love the stars and it's really exciting. And the other thing too, is it's like, there's another frontier out there. There's always another frontier. Mm -hmm. Always another level to 
to yeah. get to. So. And you can always like in, be inspired by what's possible, what the universe shows us what's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's an astrophysicist, and he's an expert on the universe. And it's really interesting because he says the universe is infinite. Like science has proven the universe to be infinite. And so stars, to me, prove that out. It almost like reminds us of the infinite intelligence, infinite wisdom, and the infinite possibilities that are out there, yeah. right? So so what is it that makes sense for your family, right? These are the things that are the elements of our vision and our logo and our future and our crest and all this stuff. But what is it that makes sense for your family? So mm-hmm. I would encourage you to spend some time and think about what is your family cornerstone statement for generational wealth and success, right? If you're going to be thinking about, you know, your how perhaps is real estate in many different ways, but what are you doing to get clear on your foundation? What are you getting doing to get clear on the vision that you have with your significant other and with your family and all this stuff? So that's why we did this. That's why we wanted to share this. But let's talk about how we take this a step further and how we put some traction to this lack of a better word. There's no better word than traction because we learned this from a book called Traction mm-hmm. from Gino Wickman and um, uh, Mike Payton, who has been a guest on Elevate Podcast. So big shout out to Mike Payton. Um, amazing, amazing people. So let's talk about our weekly meeting. So we get together on a weekly basis as a couple mm-hmm. and we kind of, you know, we take a step back and say, well, how are things going? Right. So we've been doing this now for not too terribly long, but I know that I've been doing it in my businesses for a while, Mm -hmm. but talk to me about your experience so far. And we'll talk about some of the mechanics about that soon. Yeah. So, I mean, traction is definitely something that I've heard a lot about because Tyler's been using it in his businesses for, you know, quite a while now. So, and has been, I mean, says nothing but good things about it, that it was, you know, a little challenging to set up initially, but it has been so, so worth it and impactful. Um, so when he came to me and said, you know, we should do this for us and for our relationship, I was kind of like, that's a little weird. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> um, but we had already, we were already doing this is the meetings. first she's telling me about this, by the way, <laughs> we were already doing meetings, but I was like, these are like super structured meetings Very. and like, so also, I don't know anyone out there. If you're in the medical profession, you don't have like these like big board meetings. You don't sit down in like these big, super structured meetings. Like the medical field, I feel like operates a little bit differently than basically any other field. And like, I talk to friends about this all the time, but, um, so, you know, I'm not, that's not even something like in my professional life. I mean, yeah, we have meetings, but they're not like super structured like this on like a weekly basis or anything like that. So, um, but I knew it was really important for us to have that time to sit down and, and be intentional. Like we talked about uh, of what we want, you know, from our lives. And so, um, yeah, so we sat down and did it and I was totally new and I just let Tyler guide me on it. So, but it's been really good. You start with what is the best professional and personal news. And I, I really like that. That's just fun. It's just like a fun way to like reflect on the last week and it doesn't even have to be anything big, but it's just like fun to celebrate little wins. So I like that it even starts with that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it allows us to take like things that we have already talked about previously in this, um, episode and put them into action. So, um, yeah, I mean, what would you, yeah, I mean, so so the big picture is for anybody who knows about traction or if, even if you don't know about traction. So in your business or in your life or in your relationship, you can go you go from working in your business or working in your relationship to working on your business mm-hmm. to working on your relationship. And that's what this is really all about, which is 
really cool. It's a really cool shift because, you know, a lot of times like in your real estate business, you're cold calling or you're negotiating deals or you're leading your team or you're managing the budget or you're analyzing deals, you're underwriting, you're making offers and all these things. So like, let's take a step back and let's work on the business. Mm -hmm. And the same thing goes with the relationship. It's like, you know, we're checking in with each other. Like, how's things going with work? Like, what are you grateful for? And all these things we've talked about before on the podcast is like, what are the three things you're thankful for now and in the future? And thinking about our dreams and thinking about our goals. But then in the day to day, it's like, hey, what are we doing for dinner tonight? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> where are we going? Like, what are we doing this weekend? And what are some fun things? And what trips are we going on? And like, all that kind of stuff. But then also it's like, all right, that's living in the relationship. That's being in the relationship. That's like, maybe it's going on a date. Maybe that's watching a movie together. Maybe that's working out together. Maybe that's going on a walk with our dog. Shout out to Bruno and shout out to Nala too, by the way, our, our kitty cat. I'm surprised she hasn't made an appearance. She is. Um, she's one of my assistants. She's she not is. a hard worker, but she's great. But she's a sweet little <laughs> love bug. So, so this is about working on our relationship. So what we do We've started doing this and, and another shout out to Brian Flaherty and Channing Flaherty because they've been doing this for a while and it was an innovative way to look at traction and say, how can we apply this to our relationship? Mm -hmm. And they, they apply it to their family. You know, they've got three beautiful kids mm -hmm. and it's such a smart thing to do. And so I'm really glad that we're doing it now, but we start off with what are, what's the, what's the best personal news and the per best relationship news of the last week? That's it. It's yeah. just one thing. What's the best personal and relationship news, whether it's business, you know, professional or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so like sometimes I'll share like, hey, we fully subscribed our recent investment deal. And, mm -hmm. you know, in the relationship it's like, wow, I really enjoyed our date the other night yeah. or whatever. Also, I mean, like we talk all week. It's not like we didn't know any of these things, but it's just nice to like have a time to be like, woo, woo like congrats. Well, like, it's designed. Celebrate. It's perfectly designed, though, because it's like, let's start off with some gratitude again. Yeah, so exactly. let's get our state to a resourceful state. And we're thinking about, oh, this is in the good stuff. Like, I actually yeah. did have some wins because some weeks you're like, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. What, you know, because sometimes you get in that negative mindset and it's like, well, you know, everything's going wrong. Right. But there's always something good to say that there's been some great news the last week. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And even like, you know what? Our relationship's never perfect in like. Even when we sit back, it's like, wow, we've actually had some pretty good stuff, you mm -hmm. know, over the last week. Yeah. So that's really cool. And then we talk about, we actually added this, but what's the, what's, what's one way that you're 1% better. And I think this is really cool because it doesn't set this high standard where we have to totally transform every single week. But if we can just get 1% better in mm -hmm. one area, then we can keep moving forward. Right. Yeah. Is so, that something you do in your business too? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And it's just, it just goes down to the constant and never ending improvement. So what yeah. is, what's one little thing? A lot of times it comes up for me. It's like, Hey, I've read this book recently and it's really <laughs> good. So that, that's really interesting. The next one is what's working and not working in the relationship. And of course, if you're doing this in your business, it's what's working and not working in the business. Mm -hmm. And of course, by the way, the reason why we shared our big vision, the big goals and all these things first is by design, where are we going? So we need to understand where we're going. But then when we break this down on a weekly basis, what's working and not working in the relationship or in the organization is really important for us to say, all right, well, let's just capture that. Let's just get clear on what's not working, what is working so that we can, one, be grateful for the things that are working and improve, even take that to the next level Two, to say, all right, well, let's table that and let's discuss that later in our meeting. 
And then let's work on that and let's discuss and solve it. You or know allows I mean? you to get ahead of things so that like, I mean, cause life is busy and like life yeah. is super busy for us now. And like when we have kids, it's going to be even busier. So like, this is a time to really get ahead of things. Okay. Like, yeah, this might not be working and maybe it's like something really little, but if we just didn't acknowledge that yeah. for one, two, five years, that's going to become an issue, become a problem. So it's being really super intentional so that hopefully we can, you know, strengthen us over time and not just let our relationship go by the wayside or our family go by the wayside. Yeah. It's like not sweeping things under the rug. Yeah. One thing that uh, Jordan Peterson talks about, um, and he's a, he's a great philosopher. He's a great intellectual, but all these different things, but he says a monster gains strength. And, and I'm probably going to butcher this as I always do. He says like a monster <laughs> gains strength when you don't put attention on it, right? And it goes back to the fear and things like that that we were mm. talking about earlier. So like when you avoid those things that are like, oh, well, that's not working right now, but let's just, you know, maybe if we don't talk about it, it will get better. Yeah. It normally does not get better. So no. let's talk about it. Let's strategize. And I can think of so many different things from like our, just our most recent last meeting together as a couple that it's like, wow, it's amazing. We dealt with all these things. And like, of course, like we're going to have to continue to course correct and continue to place emphasis on these things. But it's really amazing. It's like, mm -hmm. let's let's have a little bit of discomfort now and talk about the things that aren't working. But in the long run, it gets better when we work on it. So yeah. that's really cool. The third part in this opening seg section is really expectations. What are our expectations? So we can talk about, well, the things that are working or not working and how can we amplify the things that are working? How can we correct the things that are not working? And there might be other things too. It's like, Hey, let's just talk about what we have going on this week. Let's talk about, you know, the different demands that we have in our life. Let's talk about where do we want to travel to next? Right? Mm -hmm. Like we're going to Costa Rica next month. We're going to Greece in September. And so like that might be some of our expectations, maybe some of the logistics of our meeting. And we might even talk about, hey, you know, what are some things we need to do for, you know, for our home? What do we need to do for some of the other things that we're involved in? So maybe those are some of the expectations and being team members that comes out. So is there anything that you would say about that section of the meeting? Mm, no, nothing that I would add necessarily. So. Yeah, not too much. So then the next section comes down to like a scorecard. And we haven't, I'll truthfully say that we have not created our scorecard yet, but in our business, we've totally created our scorecard that comes down to, well, man, you know, how many cold calls have we made or how many, how many offers did we make this week? How many, um, how many tours did we take? How many properties did we underwrite? Um, how many deals did we look at or what's our cash balance? You know, what is our number of investors on our database? And it's obviously quality over quantity, mm -hmm. but we, we check in with all those things. And as a family, you know, we can check in with, hey, how are things going financially? What's going on with our balance sheet? What's going on with our profit and loss? What's going on with our businesses? What's going on with all of these different things? We can also take a chance to say, all right, how did we do last week on the things we set forth, right? And what do we have going on this week? Mm -hmm. So that's what scorecard is all about. Then we move into, all right, let's, let's review what are our rocks or what are our goals, right? What are the rocks and what are the things that we're looking to accomplish over the next 90 days? And we can just say either on track or off track. By the way, all of this meeting is designed for what you'll see here later in what I'll describe as IDS or the Identify, Discuss, Solve section of the meeting. So it's not about discussing all of these problems or opportunities ahead of time. It's about capturing those 
and using those in a later part of the meeting, which I'll discuss here shortly. But in terms of this next section, it's about saying, hey, are we on track or off track? Both you and I get on the same page and say, hey, here are the three to five top initiatives that we want to accomplish over the next 90 days. By the way, we'll spend, you know, a day or a half day planning. What is it that we really want to accomplish? What would really get us closer to our vision, right? Or yeah. our mission or our core values and these big things that we talked about. And here is where we say, look, right now I'm either on track or off track on these things. Like one of the things that you and I want to do is like we're going to Costa Rica next week, right? It's it's host an amazing next mastermind. Month. Next month. Sorry. I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> we still have something to do for that. We're going to host an amazing mastermind in Costa Rica. And like, that's one of our rocks, like mm -hmm. as an example, and that's a shared rock. And so thinking about, are we on track or off track? Is there anything you'd say on that? No, I mean, I think that's just pretty quick. You're like, yeah, I'm definitely on track or no, I just really haven't made much progress on that this week. Yeah. You don't linger on this too much because the big no. part is the IDS that yeah. you mentioned. So, And typically if we're like, hey, I'm not on track. It's like, let's. If you don't mind, let's talk about that because it's a, it's also a reminder too, right? Like when you set a goal, it's not like you set a goal and then you hope and wish and pray. Shout out to Damian Lupo who had one of the greatest greatest phrases I've ever heard. He said, "Smoking a bunch of hopium." I'm like, we're not smoking a bunch of hopium on <laughs> our goals. Great episode, by the way. Such a great big <laughs> shout out to Damian yeah. Lupo, an amazing person, amazing friend, and just a great guy. But anyway, just man, that's a total tangent. But he needs that shout out. But anyway, so in terms of these rocks, it's like, okay, what are our goals? And reminding ourselves, oh, well, I'm off track. That's okay. That's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, let's support each other in getting back on track. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Katie's like, like, yeah, move I on, I feel like bro. you're giving a lot of detail about something that's like a pretty quick, like, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> So from there, it just goes to like, and th this is where the meeting gets better and better and better each time, yes. right? And this comes down to, all right, well, what did we commit to last week, right? What yeah. were our to-do, what was our to-do list last week? And this will all make sense as we go through this. But the to-do list from last week was this, 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 and this. Did you do it or not, right? If you did it, great. Let's check it off the list. If you didn't, we can carry it forward and it will be a commitment for next week. And we don't carry that forward more than two weeks at a time. If we're not, if we didn't get it done the second time, then we probably need to check in and maybe that's an IDS, identify, discuss, solve section. But this is really powerful and important because it makes you feel like, wow, we're actually making progress. We are actually moving forward. Yeah. The time spent doing this is putting us closer to where we want to go. And so that's really, really powerful. And then moving now into the next section, which is identify, discuss, solve. This is where we've captured all the things, whether it's, hey, what are my expectations? What's working? What's not working? What are some things that we'd like to improve? You know, are we off track on certain rocks? What were our expectations? And so talking about all of those in that IDS section, I think, is the time where we can now say, well, why is this not working? And, you know, let's identify the root cause of this issue. Let's discuss it. And then let's put some parameters around, well, what would actually make this work? You know, mm -hmm. what do you think? Yeah. I mean, that's the best part of the meeting right there is like, yeah. just like taking action and talking about like, what do we need to do this week to get us, you know, closer to X, Y, or Z goal. So I think that's the best part. Yeah. And last week's meeting was like really energizing when we did it. So that was fun. Also, if you're doing these meetings, like go do it somewhere fun. Like we sat outside one morning and had coffee and did it at a fun coffee shop. And like, so 
That you was know, cool. It doesn't have to be like, and now we're going to sit down in a boardroom and like, no, be boring. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what boardrooms are? Boring? I think like so. That? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to sit down in a boardroom and be boring. That's By the way, say. we don't have a boardroom that we ever <laughs> sit down in. So Yeah. I don't think Katie's ever stepped foot in a boardroom, by yes, the way. I have. have you? All yes. right. <laughs> So, so anyway, this section is really important though, because it's like, let's identify what the root cause of the problem is. And let's discuss what the opportunities are to solve that root cause of the problem. And then at some point it's like, well, wait a minute, this rock was improperly set or this goal was improperly set. Like this is not necessarily where we need to go. We've gotten new feedback. Like maybe we've had a failure, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. that has proven itself to be feedback and maybe we need to course correct. And so this point in our meeting, we attack that issue as a couple or as a team, whether it's a business or whether it's your personal relationship. And you and I, like we look at it and we say, this is not you versus me. This is me and you versus this issue. Mm -hmm. And now we can discuss it and solve it. And we can put some next steps around that. So the next step of the meeting then is to-do list, right? What are the things that we're going to do now as a part of this discussion? There's going to be certain things that you're responsible for. There's going to be Mm -hmm. certain things that I'm responsible for. And so next week, we'll hold each other accountable and say, hey, did you do this, right? Did you actually take action? So I think this is a really fun part because instead of like looking at issues of being overwhelming and like, how are we going to solve it? We can break it down into like simple steps, you know, like Mm -hmm. little things. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the best way to approach any type of goal. So you're not going to get to the goal if you can't like deconstruct it and like break it down to like smaller, like, obtainable goals that you can do within that week so sometimes they're just like really super simple like call and make a reservation for this or like you know whatever it might be sometimes it's bigger but um it just depends you know so i think it is making it doable so that you can eventually achieve it and the question is what's the next action what's the next action what's the next logical step here Mm -hmm. and that can to me can defeat fear can defeat overwhelm because it's not about, oh, I have to go climb Mount Everest. It's I have to go take one tiny little step. Yeah. I yeah. need to go update my passport to uh, so that I can get closer to Mount Everest. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. or I need to go buy new hiking shoes or whatever, you know, and obviously I'm just using that as a, as an example, but it's it, when you break it down and you help each other break it down, it just becomes easier. It becomes more simple. I think it like brings you closer and like strengthens your relationship. So like it is beneficial in that regard too. So instead of just looking at it, like, so like kind of cut and dry, like it actually strengthens us and brings us closer together. And I'm so happy and thankful. And I know we've talked about this starting this now so that when we have kids, like it'll be easier, hopefully to like, you know, juggle everything, keep everything, you know, organized and aligned as best we can. So, yeah. And then as we wrap up the meeting, what we do is we give it a rating, right? Between one and 10, how useful was this meeting? How great was this meeting? We strive for a 10. Mm-hmm. 10 is great. One is awful. And we give it a rating. And so we always strive to improve that. So it's constant and never ending improvement. But that's what the weekly meeting looks like. And so that kind of leads into leadership roles within the relationship. Like there's things that I lead, there's things that you lead. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about what you see in terms of how we've showed up from a leadership perspective in our relationship. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Tyler and I are both like very strong, independent, stubborn people. So I do feel like when we, you know, came together as a couple, 
you know, we did kind of, I think, butt heads a little bit on like who is going to lead this or who's going to lead this. And like, so for one thing, you lead us in our finances. It doesn't mean I'm not involved in that. It doesn't mean I don't <laughs> contribute to that or anything like that, but you are I would say more knowledgeable about it. And so you take the leadership role, if you will, on that. Um, I take the leadership role on health and nutrition and our food, um, which for us is a huge part of us, of us, you know, individually, us as a couple. So um, just as far as, you know, making sure what supplements we're taking, what we're eating on a daily basis, how we're eating and, and all of that. And I'm, you know, I enjoy that more. And so, and I think I'm a little bit more knowledgeable and that's why I take the leadership role on that. And Tyler kind of, you know, goes by what I suggest and do and not that he doesn't give input or anything like that, but it is really nice to like, not be such like, oh my gosh, I have to be in such control. Cause I think like as an individual, at least, I mean, for me, before I came into the relationship, I mean, you take control of all of those things. So mm. then like you're in a relationship yeah. and you're like, oh, like now, now like we both can't like take full hundred percent control of each aspect of our life. And so, you know, sitting back and allowing Tyler to take the lead on something is also kind of refreshing and nice. And it gives a different perspective. And you also have, to, I think it, I did have to be open-minded to what he might suggest or what he might say. Um, about, you know, whatever it is that you lead us in. So what do you think about that? Yeah. Well, I think leadership, I mean, great leaders are not commanding leaders. They're not no. people who are like, you must do this and I will whip you if you don't. Oh yeah, right? no, I mean, I don't, no, I don't I mean, mean it in that sense. No, I know. Oh, okay. And I think you were, you were, you were providing a great example, but that was, I was just trying to illustrate that further in that in the relationship, what we try to do is leadership by, you know, I guess collective vision and collective growth together and mm -hmm. so i think that's really exciting but like it's also a humility right the greatest leaders that i know are humble they don't expect that they know every answer or have every answer or they're always going to be right so i think leadership is being bold and saying look i'm going to lead us in this direction but if i collect new information that says that I've made an incorrect decision or that we need to course correct and go a different direction, we're willing to do that. So yeah. that's what's exciting is that also saying, hey, look, I don't have to do everything and I won't, I don't, first, frankly, I don't wanna do everything, that's right. for sure, and you don't either. So to me, I think we can go so much farther faster by being humble and saying, look, I don't know everything, I don't have all the answers, mm -hmm. And also by doing the same when we're in the leadership position, you know, that's yeah. really cool. Like if I'm leading us financially or you're leading us from a health perspective and nutrition and that kind of stuff, it's like, you know, hey, as a leader, I want your input too. You know, I oh, want, yeah, I want to sure. know what are your thoughts on this and, mm -hmm. and what do you think that we should do? Because I think the greatest leaders do that. Like they don't, they don't act like they have every answer. What do you think? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, this is like a small example, but like I lead us in health, nutrition and all of that. And so, but I always will ask you like, what do you want for dinner? Is there anything that you want me to order as far as our groceries go this week? Like that's just a small example, but not me being like, and now you're going to eat this, and <laughs> you're going to eat this or whatever. So um, yeah, no, I think we're both good at that. But I think it's important like in your relationship to really sit down and say like, all right, who's going to, 
you know, take the lead on this. He's going to take the lead in this. So, um, but that's a learning, learning experience. It didn't just like happen overnight. So that we, you know, kind of came into those roles, but it's, you know, identifying the other strengths and, um, your strengths as well to say like, Hey, like I really enjoy doing this and I want to do this and I hate doing this. Like maybe you can help with this or maybe you both hate something and you can outsource it. (laughs) (laughs) But it comes down to teamwork and, you know, like having these meetings and discussions and being in communication and being aware of what's working, not working so that you can either say, all right, I think you should be leading us in this capacity or I think I should be leading us in this capacity or I think that we need some other tool or we need some other person or system or something to help us along these ways. Like maybe we need someone to help us clean our home. Maybe we need Mm -hmm. someone to help us you know, take care of our exterior, maybe our landscaping or whatever. And I just think it's exciting, you know, Mm -hmm. like some people could see all of this as a burden, but we can see this as exciting. And what is our mindset on this? Mm -hmm. It's we have the power to be resourceful and work through this together from an abundant capacity that says, if we make decisions as a team, we become more, we create more, we lead other people as we were talking about on the vision. And then at the end of the day, we're, we're making decisions based on the values, based on the core values, mm-hmm. love, you know, curiosity, adventure, strength, all those things. So I think that's what it comes down to. But that's really hopefully bringing the conversation full circle and yeah. giving some context. But at the end of the day, it's not, hey, we do everything right. So you must do it exactly the way we do. It's what is it that makes sense for you? What does it make sense for your relationship or for your life? Because guess what? There's I think almost 8 billion people on this planet, 8 billion. Mm -hmm. So each one of us has our own fingerprint. It's unique. That's crazy. Our Mm -hmm. own eye, like our own like pupil, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Everything, our DNA, it's all unique. So your vision, your values, your mission, your goals, and the way that your relationship works is unique. It has, maybe there are some patterns that align with ours. Maybe there's some patterns that you've observed from other people that have been on Elevate, maybe other people that you care about, that you admire, Mm -hmm. and maybe you're identifying patterns that maybe rhyme with what resonates with you, but ultimately you are unique. So I think that is awesome. I think that's exciting. And hopefully there's some patterns here that are resonating with Mm -hmm. the people that are listening. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we're just sharing what we do. So also, since the last time you listened to us, We've implemented some of these things. Actually, everything we just talked about has been new or implemented since the last time. So it's like trying something new all the time. Like maybe this won't work for us forever and we'll eventually be like, all right, let's try something else. So, you know, that's I think that's the best, you know, advice that we could offer as far as this goes. This is what we're doing currently um, and we'll continue to build off of it. But we have a reason for why we're doing it and it's working now for us. And maybe you all will implement it and then be like, yeah, wow, this works really well. Or maybe you're like, oh, I like that aspect of it. I'm going to see how I can make that fit into my life and my relationships. So the thing that I've also found interesting is how much we change. I mean, how much things change and how much like, especially like if you challenge yourself, we've changed a lot in the past Mm -hmm. eight months. We've grown a lot and I'm sure many of the listeners have as well. And they can look back and reflect on that. I think it's important to reflect. I think it's important to look back and pat yourself on the back and say, man, I've come a long way. 
And also then to course correct and challenge yourself and say, you know, in other ways, I'd like to grow more, right? Mm-hmm. Or in other ways, I want to be more. And so I think it's an exciting thing. And I like that we're doing this, like we're checking in, like we're yeah. checking in with the public. We're checking in with Elevate Nation. We're checking in with new people to Elevate Nation, new people who have maybe never listened to the podcast before. And um, I just think that hopefully we've inspired one person. That's it. One person. Hopefully one person looks at this conversation and says, you know what? There's an idea here that I can that I can apply. And that's why we did this. That's why we spent time together. And yeah. uh, I know that I've learned a lot in this conversation. But what are your thoughts? Any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you'd share today before we wrap up? No, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, everything we've learned, we learned from other people and by doing and trying other things that we've heard. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, we've at least helped one person to, you know, find something that they might want to try um, or, you know, help be successful in your relationship or your life. So and that's what, you know, I think that's the point of doing this and sharing our knowledge and what we've learned and what we're trying to sharing our trials. It's not that like, oh, we have this figured out. So, but it's fun to, to try these new things and then share them with other people because if it could help somebody else, then that's amazing. Yeah, I, I agree. Do you have any questions for me? Do you, any, any, oh. any asks or anything? <laughs> Do I have any, I don't know. <laughs> um, what's been the best part of being married? <laughs> you I asked, asked me you this that last time. time. <laughs> I know. Well, it's you probably You want to ask me again? Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah. So now we're checking in on the, this is like the weekly question or now it's the every eighth month. Well, it's question. not a weekly question. Cause I haven't asked you that since it's true. we did this. I last mean, time. the best part of being married is seeing how you can grow as one together. Right. And seeing how together you can be more and you can give more and you can live more together. That's yeah. what I think. What do you think? I think my um, favorite part of being married has been watching us evolve over the course of this last like eight months, just evolve as um, a couple and evolve evolve in our um, roles in the relationship. I think that's been really fun to Mm -hmm. watch. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a constant evolution, right? Nothing. So change is the only constant. Mm -hmm. So how are you embracing that change? And a sailboat does not ask for the wind to pull it in a different direction. It just sets the sails in a different direction if it wants to go somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And so how are we embracing change? So I agree. I think it's really cool how we evolved through that. And I just want to thank you so much again for being another time, you know, number two guest on Elevate Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. You bet. (laughs) All right, until next time, Katie Chester, thank you so much for being on the show. Bye, Elevate Nation. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.